another episode of A Word About Wealth, a podcast where we tackle the often complicated world of money and wealth. My name is Kevin. And this is Ben. What we do here on this podcast is take a common sense approach to all things money. We'll do our best to define concepts, give examples, and really just have a general casual conversation about money and yeah. finance. Very casual. Okay. Mm -hmm. It is important to note here that we are not financial advisors, nor do we pretend to be. What we share on this podcast should be taken as general education and financial entertainment and must not be misconstrued as official financial advice. How's it going, Van? Doing well. I'm glad we're... Uh, this is episode three of the new episode season. Episode three yeah. of the new season. Very season cool. two. That's right. So this week, we have a dedication, don't we, Van? We do. Actually, it's a, actually a request from oh, some, one of your friends, really? right? Yeah. Yes, it is one of my friends. So for all those radio listeners out there, <laughs> no, this episode dedication goes out to Kevin's friend Jenny from Garden <laughs> Grove, California. That's right, Jenny. Put you on blast. No, I'm just kidding. What are we going to talk about, folks? Uh, we're going to talk about something, a little something we talked about in season one called a 529. 529. Yeah. What is a 529, Van? First of all, it's a 529. <laughs> We actually did talk a lot about this. Yes. Uh, we had uh, episode 23 and 24. Those two episodes were talking about saving for college, and we did oh, talk about right. 529s at length. So, uh, yep. Jenny, go ahead and listen to those episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just as a recap, a 529 is a tax advantage plan that is really used to save and to use to spend on general education expenses mm -hmm. and so forth. You know, you can't really go out there and buy, like, a car or a house with this, right? Mm -hmm. you, you could, um, there's certain things in the, the IRS DMS qualified educational expenses and right. a lot of these include like tuition mm -hmm. uh, room books. and board books yep. and so forth oh, what is this, this computer this computer count I'm not sure but I know th these things keep getting added um, yep. updated all the time you know by the time I know Jenny you have you have small kids of your own so I think by the time that they are of college age I'm sure that list is going to evolve <laughs> And I listed here that, you know, it's kind of like the 529 or is kind of like Obamacare or what's left of Obamacare yeah. in that each state has their own uh, set of 529 plans. And you can, you know, California has like a set and like Nevada has a set and every every state will have their own different version of their 529. So, it you know, that gets kind of complicated. But then again, you just got to pick one. Yeah. <laughs> right? The way you save money is kind of, I always kind of say it as, um, it's kind of like a Roth IRA for saving for college, but um, it does have limitations of a 401k because basically every plan, any plan that you choose through your state, um, you know, you can only pick maybe like a dozen or maybe maybe 20 or so mutual funds and it's, you know, you're just limited to those set of funds for each plan. Is there a reason for that? It's just like you, you can't be risky, too risky with this plan, right? Is that uh, the idea? Or I think the idea is that, one, I it probably costs money to like manage all this stuff, so I yeah. think they just it's just a way to simplify it, right? Yeah. So it's just, uh, you don't want to give you like the whole world to, uh, you know, the whole like market to yeah. to pick from it, because that gets really confusing, for, yeah. but I think it's just really made to simplify and like reduce the, some of the costs. Hopefully that, that's a good recap on a yeah. 529. <laughs> no, totally. Makes sense. Just to kind of refresh everybody, Van, you do have a 529. Right. I do. And remember at that time when we were doing that episode, you, I don't know if you just opened it for uh, your second child. I, I think it was something like that well, we were talking I, about. I think I had, right? I, we had actually opened one for the second child when my wife was still pregnant. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. So, and where is yours located? Because you actually, I remember telling me, you don't have to buy in the state that you live in. Correct. Right? Yeah. So, so yours is? Yeah, it's in New York, actually. Oh. So we, um, we actually have planned for both, both of my daughters in the New York 529 College Savings Plan. Have you... How is it? I guess is it been pretty easy using that? Yeah. Um, was it is uh, was it funky having it in another state or anything like that? Actually, when I had called their support line to mm -hmm. say that I want to open one up, and they're like, "Hey, why don't you open one up in your own state?" Right, and I told them that you know we live in California, and in California, unfortunately, you don't get any 
state tax deductions or any yeah. really any kind of perks to open one in California. So I said, you know, let's go. I, I want to go ahead and open up with New York. I would say it, it's been so far. It's been a really easy plan. Um, yeah. It's uh, not a lot of frills and thrills, but I mean, I, I don't need anything fancy. And uh, actually, later in the episode, I want to explain. Maybe we can explain why. Um, sure. We do that. Absolutely. Yeah. And and then for myself, when we did that episode back last season, we did not. I did not have a five twenty nine. But recently, we have created a five twenty nine. Okay. And uh, but you, I, I don't I don't know. Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> you know a man. Kind of funny story because uh, before we were recording this, I was like, "Hey, so, so what? What plan do you have?" And then he's like, "Shoot, I don't know." And <laughs> I was like, "Dude, call, call your wife. She would know." <laughs> I know. She she. I will admit, she's the one who uh, created it. Okay. And uh, between us, her and I, you'll be surprised to find she is the more of the financial investor. I guess between mm-hmm. us, given her background in finance right so, i mean she had she had used to work for a brokerage and so forth correct. right yeah so. so she took care of it at some point i will find out where <laughs> and where it's from but but i, I mean do have one how did you open yours though what do you mean i mean so for the new york plan i just did a bunch of research and i went to the website and just opened oh, one up myself oh, but sorry but i think you you had a different path right yeah so um so uh, my wife she used to work at a brokerage oh, actually i should say how did your wife yeah, open how one? Did my own? yeah that makes more sense she basically reached out to her old boss, actually, who still works at that brokerage. And through him, he was able to create a 529 for us. Very so cool. that's, I will admit, we did not do as much research other than just guidance from the financial advisor. Okay. So okay. he kind of said, these are the good ones to choose from. And then uh, we went ahead with that one. Very cool. It's okay. my understanding. Is you your... can tell that I don't have much detail about this. Okay, Dan? Yeah, in our show notes, it's like, uh, I have this question. It's a, it's a blank. <laughs> it's a blank hey, entry. <laughs> no one needs to see this. Jeez. Hey, this is, a, this is a casual conversation, It sir. is a casual conversation. But, yeah, I'm kind of curious. Though. I'm not sure if Jenny actually listened to those two episodes before. Yeah. Um, but was there certain something specific that she wanted to know about 529? Yeah, I think, um, uh, you know, some background. So she is, like you said, she has a, a growing baby a growing child now you know as, we, as all childs do as all childs do and one of the <laughs> our children the, do <laughs> why the children do and how this came up was we, I, when babies have birthdays and all that mm-hmm. you know like it's hard to continue to just buy a lot of things as you know things accumulate right, right. toys and clothes and at some point it starts to become more of a nuisance getting more toys than it is uh than getting something perhaps more useful like contributions to a 529 I absolutely agree like that, yeah. right yeah, and I mean, how many like you know, yeah, freaking like egg, little egg toys would they need? Exactly, right? <laughs> right. And what's that value going to be twenty years from now when they're going to college? Right? It's like it's not going to worth anything. So mm-hmm. you're like, oh, maybe. Oh, there's there's, there's certain things could be collectibles. You know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but not not after the kid has anything to do with exactly. it. Like you know, get get through with it right. and all that, right? So so we were like, do you have a five twenty nine? Because maybe for this year's birthday, we'll just contribute to your 529. She's like, oh, I don't have a 529. Like, how does it work? And we're like, wow, this seems like a perfect episode to refresh everybody on what 529 is. So for her, I think it was general. So definitely listening to those episodes would be very helpful. But more importantly, this also came up because there's been some changes to the 529 since our uh, last, I guess, episode on 529 because of the tax act that happened right uh in 2017 or 2018 right well right? i think it's what was it called like the uh job cut at no the, <laughs> i don't think it was called the job cuts I, act. I think it was like the tax, tax cut and jobs, jobs act of right. uh 2017 yeah 27 2018 okay the big tax cut act right right, right the trump happened. tax trump tax yeah <laughs> so what happened on that van 
so, that made this kind of a big difference now? I wouldn't say it was that big of a... Well, it, it could be a big difference, but it's not... There's only... Um, as we were researching this, mm-hmm. the main change that we saw so far was that um, in the past, the 529 can only be used for college uh, or higher education expenses right after high school. Yep. Um, but for after this new... Uh, Trump tax. Trump <laughs> went through. It, you, you can actually use it for kindergarten to 12th grade now. So pretty cool. much, uh, you know, it, for, for people who go to private school or any kind of religious schools, um, you can actually use your 529 money to fund um, those tuitions uh, today. And, and then that was the second part of why Jenny had talked about this, because it was the same thing that you talked about in the first episode about how um, you guys are living from home because of the school issue, right. right? And we were telling them, hey, it's not always that easy. Like, oh, there's a school around the street. It's good. I want to go to it. You can just go. Like, right. you got to really check. Are you in a lottery system and all that right. mumbo jumbo? And yeah, don't, don't do my mistakes, right? <laughs> right, exactly. And then so Jenny was saying, well, like, maybe they want to go to something called a Montessori school. I don't yeah. know if that's, is that nationwide? Montessori school is just a type of private school, and, right. they, and they have yeah. a certain style of, yeah. of how they teach the kids and so forth. But yeah, but bottom line, it's just a, it's another private school. Exactly, and I think they're thinking of doing that actually, okay. potentially as a way to bypass the issues with the the lottery and all sure. that, right? Sure. sure. So, so he, she doesn't want to raise a thug, pretty much. No. <laughs> exactly. So you're saying now the K through twelve like Montessori schools would. Qualify, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, it right. would qualify. Now, um, uh, knowing that uh, Jenny does live in California, there is one stipulation because oh, not, no. not all states have adopted or have updated their tax code to reflect um, the federal tax. Specifically for California, I mean, California is actually has stated that they are not, they're not conforming to this. So yeah. um, you can still go use this 529 money to pay for tuition for K-12, through but any withdrawals, any the earnings portions of your withdrawals are actually subjected to an additional two point five percent tax, estate tax, you know, which is really bad because in a way it's almost like a two point five percent penalty that California is imposing on people who want to use it for paying for a private school, and, yeah, which is kind of crappy, I, yeah. I just say. So it's, uh, I mean, in every state is gonna, it may have. The last time I read, I think it was like seventeen states are kind of in a similar boat. So you know, you may want to look at your own state to see, you know, what are some of the penalties or some of the things that may apply if you want to use the 529 to pay for, you know, K through 12. Yeah. Yeah, just that that seems like a bummer because if you're using it for school, it seems like it's a good thing. Right. You know, it's like you shouldn't be penalized for that. But. Right, yeah, it's a California man. Yeah. <laughs> now, there are some limits on contributions, right? This is something yeah. I, 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 as I was researching it with you, you know, one of the things that I didn't know about. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's $15,000 per year per child. One thing to keep in mind is that 529, this is not really anything new per se, but uh, anything you put into a 529 plan is considered part of the gift tax. So in a way, like, you don't want to go exceed uh, contributing more than what the, oh, the federal, you know, deems as gift sense. tax, right? So gotcha. prior to this, um, you know, it was, I think it was like 14000 like in 2018, it's 14000 yeah. per year, but in 2019, it's 15000 per year. So if you're, if you're going to put money into the 529, uh, you don't want to put more than 15000 per year. Otherwise, you're going to be subjected to more taxes and so forth. Oh, so yeah. that's the limit right. on contributions. But there is a lifetime limit as well per plan, and each state has their own lifetime limit, but... It ranges anywhere between three hundred to four hundred thousand, which I think for many people, uh, you're not gonna hit oh, that limit. Yeah, right. I think we'll be good. <laughs> yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, <laughs> unless you're like you know super rich, but oh, still, that makes sense. Cool. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. What about withdrawals? I so, mean, are you able to just kind of pull it out at any time? How does that work? Yeah, so the withdrawal, this is kind of, this is new because okay. with the withdrawal, um, the IRS only lets you withdraw up to 10000 per year per child mm-hmm. to pay for K through 12. Anything above 10000 uh, is subjected to a 10% penalty on top oh, of that. Oh, interesting. So, I mean, I, I think for the most part, I think the average uh, private school is probably going to be around 10000 across the nation. Now, in California, I know it's higher because I've seen uh, some of my coworkers pay like 2000 1500 to $2,000 per month, oh my which gosh. is going to be higher than $10,000 uh, a year. But in any case, um, the IRS for the 529, uh, with the 529, you, you, can, you should only use up to 10000 of that gotcha. per, per year. Very cool. Any other updates since on that for the five point? Um, the last update is really uh, you know for, for in the past or even currently you had two real vehicles to save for uh, college um, that will help you save on taxes. One was the five twenty nine like mm-hmm. we mentioned, and the other one is the ESA, which stands for Educational Savings Account. For after this tax law was passed, um, you can actually roll over whatever balance you have in your ESA to the 529 without any tax consequences. And I don't know if we had tax consequences in the past, but you know, for going forward, there, there isn't any tax right. consequences. But why would you do that rollover? I mean, like, what what's the incentive? So with the ESA, there's actually a, a lot of going back to the previous episode. Yeah. There's actually a lot of restrictions on whether or not you can, you know, uh, qualifications on whether or not you can even open up an ESA. So, for instance, uh, individuals can't earn more than $110,000 a year, oh, and then, uh, or right. couples filing uh, jointly can't uh, exceed, you know, 220000 a year. So there's an income uh, limit, right? Whereas 529, there is no income limit. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, you can be a bajillionaire and contribute to a 529. And also for the ESA, you can also only uh, contribute up to $2,000 per per student, uh, per year per student, I which see. is really low. You're gonna, not getting anything. Yeah, yeah, some of my friends, they're going to blow that in one month. <laughs> so that's not, So if you already have a balance in your ESA and you want some more flexibility, um, then you can have the option to put into the 529. But, oh, cool. Um, as I would explain later, like, you know, there's some caveats to that as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. So, so far, it seems like the information in terms of a 529, the update seems to be expanding the use of, the ability to use 529, Pretty which much. is nice. Yeah. Uh, but there seems to be some restrictions on penalties and things yeah, like that. Especially per state and all yeah. that. Yeah. So, sounds like, w- would you say that we should do it? Is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Talk to us about your I mean, thoughts on I mean, this. I'm not a financial advisor or anything. I'm but, just saying. <laughs> but uh, I would say, personally, if I, you know, if, you know, Based on my philosophy, I wouldn't use the five twenty nine to pay for my K through twelve. Yeah. Unless I already have like a really big balance and I know I have enough to set aside for college and enough to set aside for kindergarten to twelfth uh, grade, right? Because I mean, the main reason why I don't like using it for you know just normal schooling is because one, uh, college is expensive, and yeah. um, I think Jenny, uh, I believe your kids, um, your oldest is maybe a year or two younger than my oldest. Just, and which means that you know you turn two. I think. Yeah, you're gonna be spending more money than me on college. Right? If you, assuming you both go to a uh, public school and so forth, so we don't really know how much college is gonna cost and so forth. So I would say like you know you should really let the um, the compounding of the five twenty nine ha- work while your uh, your kid is still young. So that way, by the time she has a son, right? Uh, daughter. Daughter. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, by the time um, she is. Do you not know Jenny? I, I, mean, <laughs> I think I'm when I met kidding. her once or twice. I'm sorry. But, Put her um, on the spot. Yeah, but by the time um, your daughter is uh, is eighteen, yeah. then you know it should be pretty substantial because you have eighteen years of compounded growth uh, to work for yeah. you. Whereas if you're gonna use it every single year, then 
really you're going to kind of cannibalize whatever earnings you're going to get every single year when you go from K through 12. And yeah. by the time you are, you know, um, they're in the 12th grade, what money is left really, yeah. right, in the 529. So that's why, in my opinion, I will only use a 529 for uh, college expenses. Now, if like I said, if you already have like $50,000, $60,000 in your 529, then okay, you may, you know, that may give you like incentive to use that money to pay for K through 12 right now. But again, uh, if you're starting with zero, then, I, you know, I would just... I personally would just think, uh, save it for college only. Very cool. I guess the last part then, Van, just to kind of close out, I mean, let's talk a little bit about the plans that you have, since okay. I don't seem to sure. know mine. Um, <laughs> I guess, like, let's say Jenny decides, okay, I want to start a 529. Mm-hmm. Um, I know during that episode we talked a little bit about how you went about doing it. Um, any other updates to your guidance on how to approach choosing the best 529, what is the research she should do, and any other thoughts like that? First of all, every 529 plans are not built equally, and Mm -hmm. there are crappy ones, and there are good ones out there. Personally, uh, when I looked at it, I looked at ones that offered the lowest fees. I mean, surprise, surprise, right? Oh, really? (laughs) I thought you really... You and your fees. Yeah, but I think we we had an episode before to explain how fees can be detrimental, right? Uh, Jenny, I don't know if you listened to... uh, I don't think you listened to any of our previous episodes, but just as a... uh, I'm going to give you an example. Like, I think if you were to invest in in any kind of fund for like, let's say your 401k for let's say 50 years, and then you have a 2% fee on top of that, on top of every year they take out 2%, right? By the end of your 50 years, uh, that 2% is not, it doesn't mean that you have 98% of your balance left. It really means that um, almost two thirds of your earnings have been cannibalized by that 2% because the, the 2% instead of working for you, that is working against you from a compounding interest standpoint. That's so, right. so that's why for me, it's really essential that the 529s that you you pick or that I pick are you know have low fees because that, and that's that's the main thing is because you don't want to pick one with high fees and also underperform because yeah. that's a double whammy right yeah. but find one with low fees and that's the main reason why I chose New York because at the time it had the lowest fees and I think um, when I picked it it had a 0.16% uh, annual fee that it um, that they take but then nowadays it's actually 0.13 so oh. they actually dropped their fee which is kind of which is nice you know yeah and um, uh, Van in terms of I'm assuming you, that was the lowest fee. That me, meaning that every state uh, five twenty nine will have a fee. There's no no fee five twenty nine. Correct. Plan, right? Yeah. Okay. Because it does cost money for the state to manage this, and sure. a lot of times the state does contract out to other financial brokers. As a matter of fact, they, they all of them do. Yeah. They contract out to other brokerages and to manage it for them. Personally, I, you know, another reason why I picked New York was because I like that they use Vanguard to yeah. manage it, and I feel like Vanguard is a company that. Um, will always have low fees and because that's kind of like you know why a lot of people like Vanguard's because of their stance on fees for so that's why I like it so I would you know that's kind of how I did it was I looked at ones that with low fees and ones that were managed by Vanguard and I kind of at that point I maybe had like half a dozen that I had to choose from versus like hundreds yeah. <laughs> that I had to choose from do you remember the top three states that you were looking um, at or was it all New York but maybe different plans actually I, you know when I did that research um, mm-hmm. I, it came down to five uh, five plans that I was looking at I was looking at Nevada New York, Utah, Wisconsin, and Ohio. So those were the top five that I was looking at. This was actually done in 2015, so Mm -hmm. this was kind of old. So um, I would actually continue, you know, because these plants do change over time. I would kind of go back and look at them again to see which ones are the new top five and so forth. Um, But... I have to say it's, uh, you, know, I, you know, I'm pretty happy with New York just because another reason is um, it, New York plan also is, provides a real easy link for me to send out to my friends and families if, if I want them to help contribute. So, for instance, every birthday, 
um, I actually, you know, when they, you know, people ask me, oh, you know, what kind of toy do they want and all that? And, you know, my, my kids, they have plenty of toys and as, as evidence in the next, the, the mess next door to us. Oh, that's not your toys? No, <laughs> my toys are, I mean, as a dad, I don't have many toys anymore. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but in any case, uh, you know, instead of keep accumulating these toys and, you know, creating all this junk that I have to throw out, um, you know, I, I usually send people this a link to the 529 plan and, you know, I, you know super it, helpful. Yeah. Right? Any, you know, any little bit helps like, you know, 10 yeah. bucks. You know, fifteen bucks. That's cool too. I mean, yeah. because you know, I know that ten dollars that you contribute today, by the time they're eighteen, it's probably going to be hundreds, maybe even thousands of dollars, yeah. right? So it's something that will not only make it easier on the uh, gifter, but also from you know the parents as well. But um, I, I do have a story though um, sure. of uh, of a bad uh, mutual fund plan. Mm-hmm. So this is something that uh, you can take as a lesson learned, uh, Jenny, <laughs> from from me. Um, pretty much before when I had my financial planner, um, she also had set me up with a five twenty nine plan. Uh, I might have mentioned this in the pr- a prior episode, but I- I'm just going to rehash it anyways. She put me in this 529 plan, and again, I didn't really know much of it, and I didn't know like what type of fees are involved, and so I was just like, you know, I trust her. Let's go ahead and set me up, and let's go ahead and just put blindly put money every month into this, right? But the plan that she actually put me in actually was ladled with fees. So for instance, every um, for every $100 that I put into this plan, they take out 5% on, off the top almost immediately. So, you know, every $100, I was only investing only 95 of those dollars. Mm-hmm. Top of that, every year, the annual fee that this plan had was well over 1%. I, I want to say it was maybe 1% to 1.5%. And that one... Uh, you know, so on top of the five percent they were taking, skimming off the top, they were taking off like one to one and a half percent in the back end, and that really pissed me off because yeah. you know, I felt like I wasn't really getting that much money um, invested for my kids. You yeah. know, I was kind of you know paying for somebody's Porsche or their houseboat yeah. and all that stuff. I just felt like you know what, Ch- just try to find plans that don't have fees because. I mean, a lot of these guys, they say, like, oh, yeah, but we have better returns and all that. But a lot of times when during in my research, I actually don't see a lot of higher returns. Actively managed plans are typically have lower returns than the cheaper plans, like the New York plans. Because so the fees that they're taking. Well, not only the right? fees, but also the portfolio, the oh, funds that they, they oh, select and so forth, right? It's kind of like, why am I paying, why am I going to a crappy 529 plan that is underperforming and also has all these fees? We were in it for about a year or so until we decided to cancel it and do it on our own. And, you know, we're a lot happier after that. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, Bye Bye Alaska. That was the yeah. Alaska Fund, right? That was the Alaska Fund by John Hancock. John Hancock. So that that mm. fund sucks. <laughs> well, hopefully this is helpful for you, Jenny. Van, did you have anything else? I mean, that's kind of the most updates. I thought that was a... Yeah, I mean, like I said, if you have any questions, uh, you know, feel free to email us, right, Jenny, uh, at awordaboutwealth at gmail.com. That's right. Clearly, uh, Kevin doesn't know much about it, so I would (laughs) say either email Stephanie. That's right. Or uh, or myself, uh, just because, you know, it seems like we're in the know. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Uh, Well, if you guys have any questions, like Van said, please also email us, wordaboutwealth at gmail.com. A word about wealth. A word about wealth at gmail.com. Because word about wealth won't get you anywhere. No, it won't. So, with that... Uh, we'll close out. Yeah. So we'll see you guys next time. Take care.